Jamaica's first known serial killer was a plantation owner who disregarded the sanctity of human life? That doesn't sound right. In this episode, we take a look at the mad master of Edinburgh Castle. Lewis Hutchinson, the mad master of Edinburgh Castle, came to Jamaica from Scotland in the 1760s. Not too much is known about his early life before immigrating, but he is believed to have studied medicine and is sometimes called the mad doctor of Edinburgh Castle. Like most of his fellow countrymen, he came to Jamaica to seek his fortune by running a plantation. The Scots made up a significant percentage of the minority white population during that time. Many early Scots came to the island as prisoners of war and indentured servants, and many others were from the middle class who came to make a quick buck and return home. Their choice of house architecture speaks a lot to their mindset. They didn't choose the genteel Georgian country houses that they were building for themselves back home they chose an older, defensive architectural design, tower castles in a Z-shaped layout with gun loops that allowed occupants to aim muskets at oncoming enemy. For them, this made common sense. Jamaica was a long-term business venture, not a forever home. Also, by the time the Scots came to Jamaica, there were only frontier regions in the north and west left for purchase and those areas were open to attacks by the French. On top of that, slave rebellions were common in Jamaica at that time, which made the white population real nervous. They were outnumbered 19 to 1 across the island and had seen plantations being set on fire by revolts. If that wasn't enough headache for these poor planters, the darn British government had failed miserably to locate and capture the Maroons, The Maroons, if you didn't know, were communities of free slaves hidden in the mountains. The British did sign a treaty with the Maroons in 1739 to recognize their independence in exchange for their promise to return escaped slaves. And trust me, the Maroons deserve their own episode on how they earned their freedom, but made some contentious choices to preserve it, but another time for that. The point for this subject is that the Maroons were another source of constant fear for the upper class. So that was the setting when Lewis Hutchinson constructed his castle with gun loops in 1770 in Pedro District, St. Anne. The castle was on top of a hill and gave a clear view and clear shot all around. Hutchinson owned castle, about 93 on record at the time of his death, and 24 slaves. The area was fairly uninhabited, but his castle overlooked a main road between major towns. It wasn't uncommon for white travelers passing by to mysteriously disappear, but it was like the wild, wild west in those days, so the rumors were hard to verify, and who had time when the darn French and Maroons and uppity slaves could attack at any moment? So people minded their own business. 
I mean, maybe the travelers were killed by runaway slaves, although where that it kept happening right there by crazy old Hutchinson's place. Hmm. The area wasn't completely deserted, though. One of Hutchinson's neighbors was a retired naval doctor, Jonathan Hutton, who traveled frequently between his home in Lincolnshire, England, and his property, Bonville Penn, in Jamaica. Hutton and Hutchinson were the best kind of neighbors, the kind that hated each other and had disputes over land boundaries. Oh, that always ends well. They almost came to physical blows over it at one point. Hutchinson thought Dr. Hutton was encroaching on his land and was bitter about it. And Dr. Hutton thought Hutchinson was a uncivilized madman and looked down on him. In fact, one evening, Dr. Hutton was riding home with one of his slaves, who was following his master at a distance. The slave was carrying Hutton's stuff, including a saber. Hutchinson overtook the slave, grabbed the sword, and told the poor guy to pass his compliments to Dr. Hutton and to tell him that he, has ta- he had taken his saber. Keep in mind, Hutton is right up ahead while this is happening, likely hearing all of this. The good doctor decided not to dignify this brazen theft with a response and ignored Hutchinson. He took the high road. No one told him that the old advice to ignore bullies and they'll eventually get bored and leave you alone doesn't work, especially with someone like Lewis Hutchinson. Sometime after that fun incident, Dr. Hutton was preparing to go to England with his eight-year-old daughter. The plan was to meet up with his wife on the way to Kingston and then catch a ship to England. Usual trip, nothing to see here, except on the day of their departure, father and daughter set out on their horses with their retinue of slaves carrying the baggage. They went around a corner and out of nowhere, Hutchinson rode straight at Dr. Hutton, who was unarmed and struck him in the head with the same saber he had stolen before. Everyone scattered except for Dr. Hutton lying bleeding unconscious on the ground and his daughter Mary who was of course freaking out. Eventually, Hutton's frightened slaves came back to shuffle their master and daughter back to the house. Somehow, Hutton survived the attack. He was unconscious for a long time and couldn't move until after a couple of days of recovery, but he eventually made his way to Kingston and reported the attack to the authorities. Then his family sailed to England, where he ended up undergoing trepanning. That's a surgical procedure where they drill a hole in your skull. Sounds like a fun operation in any era before anesthesia and germ theory. And he had to get a silver plate implanted. In the meantime, no one in Jamaica took up Dr. Hutton's report since there were no white witnesses to press the claim. So they decided just not to pursue the case. Hutton stayed in England for about a year, continuing to recover, while Hutchinson continued to terrorize the neighborhood. Dr. Hutton wasn't going to let this slide. Nope, he was done taking the high road. He returned to Jamaica and was determined to get justice served, but no one seemed willing to take on the warrant. It's the wild, wild west, I tell you. Well, no one except a soldier named Calendar. Callender took up the warrant, and he and a small posse made their way to Edinburgh Castle, and Hutchinson immediately shot Callender dead. Callender's companions did not stick around. 
wise choice because Hutchinson was not good at missing his targets and he had plenty of practice and a perfect point of aim from his castle. But this time, Hutchinson had made a mistake. This time he had killed a white man, a soldier, in front of other white witnesses. The authorities couldn't ignore him now. A stronger armed unit was sent to take Hutchinson in, and realizing that he would be overpowered, Hutchinson left his castle and ran south through the hills and wild road to Old Harbor. When he reached the shore, he appropriated a boat from a local, from a local fisherman and rowed out to sea with all his might. Not sure what the plan was, maybe to get to Cuba? We'll never know since the British Royal Navy, under the command of Admiral Rodney, was also participating in the manhunt and arrested him. Once in custody and on trial, his slaves spoke of the horrors committed in Edinburgh Castle. They confirmed that Hutchinson had enjoyed taking shots at travelers using the main road. Being an expert marksman, none of his victims lived to tell the tale. Hutchinson would have his slaves carry the bodies into the castle to strip them of valuables and clothes. Then at night, the bodies would be carried out on a plank and tipped into one of the sinkholes near the castle. The slaves even recounted one particularly sadistic story, where Hutchinson welcomed an ill young traveler into his home, nursed him back to health, and spoke to him as a father would speak to a son. When his guest was ready to leave and continue on his journey, Hutchinson had even asked the boy to pass under the view of the castle so he could wave goodbye. As his very grateful guest went down the road, looked up and waved, Hutchinson shot him dead. The young man joined the other victims into the sinkholes. Hutchinson's castle was searched and 43, 43 pocket watches and a large amount of clothes were found. He apparently didn't always act alone though. The details of their own trials have been lost, but two other planters were also charged with participating in murders orchestrated by Hutchinson, including the deaths of a farmer and a schoolmaster. Hutchinson's associates were sentenced to death. As for Hutchinson, despite all the horrific tea his poor slaves were spilling, testimony from black people against white men were inadmissible. So he was tried on the murder of Calendar specifically, the white soldier he had killed in front of others. Despite hiring an esteemed lawyer to argue his case, Hutchinson was found guilty and sentenced to death. Funnily, if he had gone quietly when Calendar first came to arrest him, he might have escaped his fate, but on March 16, 1773, Lewis Hutchinson, the madmaster of Edinburgh Castle, aged 40, was hanged in Spanish Town Square. He left 100 pounds for his tombstone, and his last wish was for the following to be engraved on it. Their sentence, pride and malice I defy, despise their power and like a Roman, die. This last wish was denied for some strange reason. Man, this guy was full of himself. Many years later, the then governor of Jamaica ordered the supposed sinkhole to be searched. A search he personally participated in, but no bodies were found. 
Hundreds of curious people had visited the famous site and rolled stones down the sinkhole to test its depth, so it's possible the evidence was covered up over time. It is also possible that the famous Hutchinson's Hole, which is more than 260 feet deep, is a wrong sinkhole. There is another likely candidate much closer to the castle, which now stands in desolate ruin. This episode is dedicated to Kenny's, who told me about Lewis Hutchinson in the first place. Thank you, Kenny. Without you, I likely wouldn't have started this podcast anyway, so every episode is for you. Please drop a review on iTunes if that's where you're listening. It really helps. Share and send to your friends on any platform that you're listening on. And have a great week. Goodbye. Goodbye.